James chapter 1, beginning at uh, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's where we'll stop reading right there. And uh, we ask that you pray for us. <clears throat> this is the thought the Lord gave us, and unusual, I guess. And if we had a thought or a text... It would be, God didn't answer my prayer today. Now we know God can answer prayers. And this says that I just read to you. In verse 5, the last part it says, And it shall be given him. But sometimes God's answers don't come when we'd like for them to. Sometimes God's answers don't come on our time. And we just have to trust Him on His time. And so God didn't answer my prayer today. That doesn't mean He won't answer it tomorrow. Sometimes the answer God gives us is not the answer we want. But then the Scripture didn't say He'd give us what we wanted, did it? He said He'd supply our every need. There's a difference between a need and a want. And so if you'll pray for me for a few minutes. I'd like for the Lord to really come by and help for just a little while. God didn't answer my prayer today. So we read over in John chapter 11, real familiar scripture, about a man, Lazarus, that fell sick. He was of Bethany, lived with his sisters, Martha and Mary. And as soon as Lazarus fell sick, don't you know that Martha and Mary began to pray? They loved him. They loved one another. They loved the Lord. And the Bible says he loved them. And as soon as Lazarus fell sick, I'm sure, and they saw that this sickness was something serious, I'm sure somewhere or another they eased out and crawl down on their knees and begin to pray and ask God to help. And they sent word for Jesus, didn't they? They sent word for him. Now, I don't know how many days it took the messenger to find Jesus and his disciples and tell them that Lazarus was sick. But it must have taken a day or two, didn't it? And then when Jesus got the news, we know he could have spoken the word and Lazarus would have been healed. He could have said, Lazarus be healed and never even set foot down in Bethany and Lazarus would have been healed. But he didn't do it, did he? <coughs> and I'm sure on that day, Martha and Mary still prayed. They still begged the Lord to come by and heal their brother that was sick. They didn't want to see him die. They loved him. 
and you've had loved ones you've prayed for, you've had things on your heart. We had souls during the Bible school we were hoping to see saved, and it's, the prayer has still not been answered. That doesn't mean it won't be. That doesn't mean that God doesn't hear us. That doesn't mean that He's ignoring us or that He's turned us away or that He said no. He just didn't answer the prayer today. That, 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 now listen, the Bible says that a day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years with a day. Time is irrelevant to God. Did you know that? As a matter of fact, the Bible tells me and you that the angel in the last day is going to set one foot on the land and one foot on the sea and declare that time should be no more. So we shouldn't worry if God doesn't answer on our time. As long as God answers, that's all that matters. All right. Doesn't mean we don't hurt, does it? Doesn't mean our heart is not still broken. It doesn't mean that we don't go to bed and shed tears of sorrow. As a matter of fact, I can read over in Revelations, I believe it is chapter 5, where the Lamb stepped forward and He said, I'll go. And the angels and the, and the four and twenty elders and the four beasts rejoiced. And they, and they blessed the Lord because the prayers of the saints that was in those vials could be poured out and could be answered because of the blood of the Lamb. Let me just relate this to you. There is nothing that's impossible with our Savior. He can answer all prayers to the uttermost. He just might not answer it on my time. God didn't answer my prayer today. Can't you just see Martha going out, sneaking off by herself, easing down and saying, God, would you please help Lazarus? Would you please help my brother? He's sick. I'm afraid that he might leave this earth and I love him. I want to hold on to him and just pouring her heart out to the Lord. Tears flowing. And then when she got done with her prayer, coming back, looking for him to be okay. I believe that's the way we are to pray. I believe if we're going to pray the Lord, the scripture I read to you was to pray faith believing. If you don't, if you doubt it, then you're unstable and a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Don't expect to receive anything of the Lord if you're not going to have faith with a prayer that you pray. Oh, I can see her coming back in. Expect her Lazarus just to be all right. Fever to be gone. Him up out of bed talking. And she came back in. And no change. Still sick. And God had not answered one more prayer that she had prayed. Mary may have prayed and come back expecting Lazarus to be all well and no change. And God had not answered her prayer today. Just because God doesn't answer, well, you know what we want? We live in a society today where we think we're to say the word and it happened. I'm here to tell you today, we're on God's time and he's not on ours. And no doubt Martha thought to herself, God didn't answer. He didn't answer my prayer today. Jesus got the news of Lazarus. 
He could have spoken the words, but he didn't. He could have said, get up, boys, let's go. This is my friend. I love him. Let's go take care of this right now, did he? No, he didn't, did he? As a matter of fact, the Bible says that he abode two days still. And he began to talk to his disciples about Lazarus. You know what he said? Now listen, we worry when God doesn't answer a prayer, don't we? We get concerned when God doesn't answer a prayer. Think of it this way, if you will. I have preached this here before, and I'm just going to take my time for a little while, if that's okay with you. Sun's still shining. It'll still be shining when we dismiss tonight, so don't worry. Don't worry. Don't fret. I've preached this here before. The Costner family is not the only ones going to heaven. The Strange family is not the only ones going to heaven. The Ellisons are not the only ones going to Here's two different families of Ellisons. They're not the only ones going to heaven. There is one family that's going to heaven. Who is that family? That's God's family, isn't it? We sang the song. It's, no, it's in the little red song book. I believe it's number zero or number one. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. How many of you have children? You've had children. You've raised children. You tell me. When they come to you crying... And they're in pain. Wouldn't you do anything for them? Wouldn't you wrap your arms around them and love them and say, honey, what's wrong? What can I do? Now tell me if your heavenly father won't do the same. He'll do the very same. He might not do it when I think it ought to be done. If he'd have done it when Martha thought it should have been done. If he'd have done it when Mary thought it should have been done. People would have never seen the glory of God. He said this sickness is not unto death. But you may see the glory of God. So if he doesn't answer my prayer on my time, when he does, oh, thank you, Lord, when he does answer the glory that can be revealed in the answer. <laughs> if it is answered, when Martha and Mary prayed the first prayer, the church would have never saw God's glory. They were with them. They weren't at the graveside. They were mourning. If it answered when Martha and Mary had wanted him to answer when they had prayed the first prayer, the disciples would have never said our Savior could raise people from the dead. They had ever witnessed that. They had ever saw it. So when God doesn't answer your prayer today, Know that it's just because he's not going to just give you what you want. <laughs> he's going to give you better. All right. God didn't answer my prayer today. <laughs> he said, Lazarus sleepeth. And 
Thomas said, well, if he sleepeth, he doeth well. He must be doing okay. And Thomas was so blinded, the Lord had to say, he's dead. And this must have been a good man. I don't think Martha was the only one that must have said a prayer. I don't think Mary was the only one that must have said a prayer. Now listen, my friend, Gene Bingham, is down in the hospital. You all know Gene's situation. He's caring for an elderly mother. He's got teenage daughters that don't drive. He's got a lot on his plate. And no doubt, Satan has told him, Satan has told them, nobody can help, nobody cares. He may have told Martha and Mary that with their prayer wouldn't answered. But I'm here to tell you, 247 in the red book, does Jesus care? Oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. I'm glad of this story in the Bible, John chapter 11. There's one verse with only two words in it that mean the world to me. Jesus wept. And it also says... God's no respecter of person. If Jesus cared enough for Lazarus, Martha, and Mary to shed tears for them, don't you think he does for me and you? All right. God didn't answer my prayer today. When Lazarus first fell sick, no doubt his sisters prayed. When they sent the messenger to tell Jesus, no doubt his sisters prayed. When Jesus got the word and abode in day one, his sisters prayed. Day two, and no Jesus, his sisters prayed. And then he went down, didn't he? Now I've got more that I'd like to cover if the Lord will let me. God didn't answer my prayer today. By the time that Jesus made it down there, Lazarus had been in the grave four days. That's one day too late, Lord. I prayed. It was two days too late, Lord. I prayed. I poured my heart out to you, Lord. But it's three days too late. I prayed. I'm broken. I don't know where else to go. I don't know what to do. In four days he's been in the grave. By now he stinketh. Oh, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. I cried. I poured my heart out. I'm broken. I prayed to you. He said, I am the resurrection. Oh, and he cried. Lazarus, come forth. And a prayer that was prayed maybe one time, two times, three times, four times, five times, six times, seven times, eight times, nine times, who knows how many, but God did. And he answered, and it was glorious. So if you hadn't got your answer today, just know God's going to do something great when he does answer. 
Elisha going down by the Shunammite woman's house. And she did something, didn't she? She made a little room. Added on. Made room for the man of God. She put in, I believe it was a table and a chair, a couple other things in there. So when he came by, he'd have a place to, to abide. When he came by their way, he'd have a place to stay, to rest, to make his abode. And she was good to the man of God. That don't happen near as much as it used to. <laughs> Did you know that? That don't happen near as much as it used to. But Elisha recognized how much she cared for the gospel that he was preaching. How what an effort she made. She cleaned up a space. She sat in there everything he needed. And she made time for him. So Elisha wanted her to be blessed as well. So he called Gehazi in. I'm trying to hurry. I am. He called Gehazi in. And he said, what could we do? What should be done for this lady, this Shunammite woman? Should I speak to the king on her behalf? And that wasn't what she needed. He asked if there was something else could be done. And finally Gehazi spoke up and said she has no child. And when Elisha called for the Shunammite woman, and said, at a certain season, you'll conceive and break forth the son. She said, I pray thee, lie to me not. Just my words. Don't lie to me. wonder, Bobby, how often she had prayed for that child. Maybe her and her husband had tried for years. Probably past childbearing age. And she had prayed night and day. Desired a child, no answer. Prayed over and over and over, and today God still had answered. She didn't want to put trust in something and be disappointed one more time. Just don't lie to me. I pray, you don't know how many times I prayed this prayer, Elijah, please. Don't, don't lead me on. Don't tell me something and disappoint me again. And so in a certain season, she conceived and brought forth a son. And he went out as he was grown, I, I'd imagine about 15 or so, and was with his father out in the fields. And he said, my head, my head. And he went to his mother and she held him on her lap and he passed away. He died right then. But I want you to know what she did. Oh, don't you think when that child was sitting on her lap, she prayed. She begged God to help her. She said, Lord, please. Don't take my boy. I love him. She prayed. Was the prayer answered? Her prayer was not answered that day, was it? He died anyway. And I want you to realize what she did now. She didn't give up. She didn't give in. She didn't quit. She took the child 
she didn't take him to his bed. She didn't take him to her bed. She took him where the bed of God lay. It was still there, Marty. It had been junked up. It had been moved down. It had been taken down. She still had a room in her life that was clean and ready for the man of God. If tragedy comes your way, trust God and make room for him in your life anyway. <coughs> Don't you think she prayed as that child lay there dying in her lap? <coughs> Don't you think she prayed? As she was laying the child down on the man of God's bed. Don't you think she prayed as she got on the little donkey and rode toward the man of God? Maybe the reason she didn't stop to speak to Gehazi is because she was praying as she was making her way to the man of God. No answer. No answer. No answer. Lifeless child. And so you know the story. The Shunammite woman made her way to Elisha, wrapped her arms around his feet. And he sent Gehazi down there. I got to get my staff. He sent Gehazi down there, and you know what? She's still praying all that time, and no answer. And Elisha gave Gehazi his staff. He said, I want you to take this staff down there, and if any man salute you, don't take time to salute him or talk to him. Go straight and lay my staff on the lad. Now here we are, 2021. You can call me Gehazi. And I can't bring life to your lifeless child. That's not within me. All the man of God would allow me to do is to lay the staff on him. That's all I can do. If that don't help him, God can. He can take the words and open their heart and plant a seed of salvation. Gehazi laid the staff on the lad. No change. And don't you think Satan beat Gehazi up over that? Because he does all God's men. You wasted your breath. <laughs> I like the verse over in Psalms. Marty, I'm trying to hurry. I like the verse over in Psalms. It says, Blessed is he that goeth forth bearing precious seed, for he shall doubtless come again weeping. For he shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Also says the word of God shall not return void. Then the man of God, uh, I just saw something. The gospel is the power of God and the salvation. Before the man of God could do his work, the servant had to bring in the gospel. He had to bring the rod in. 
Gehazi brought the rod in, and then the Lord did his work. Elisha came in and stretched himself over the lad, and the child's body warmed, but he was still lifeless. And he got up, and he walked back and forth and to and fro, and he went back to uh, Bobby, you remember when the Lord was dealing with you about salvation? This is Elijah. This is the man of God. And this is the lad. This is God. Oh, just wrapping his arms around that little boy. That's what we need. I'll do my best to lay the rod right on them. And we need God to come wrap his arms around our little boys and girls. We need God. Oh, Bobby, your daddy could have got you by the hand and pulled and tugged. It wouldn't have made a bit of difference. I don't believe, Robert, you would have done that for a minute. I believe you'd have waited on the Lord. But you moved when God wrapped his arms around you and drew you down to an altar. Mama's still praying. I guess we'd call you the Shunammite woman. If I'm Gehazi, you must be the Shunammite woman. You must be praying for these little lifeless boys and girls that need salvation, that need to be born again. Elisha went in and stretched himself over. Didn't you just hear Mama praying? I hope that's you. I hope you're praying for our lifeless boys and girls, for our Tavians, for our Kayleys, for our Kims. I hope that's you, Mama, praying. God ain't answered your prayer today. <laughs> but there's evidence he has before and he will again just keep praying mama it might not be today but it's going to happen God didn't answer my prayer today Elisha stretched himself out over the land again and he sneezed seven times and he sat up and you know what Elisha did he said, come here, mama. Your prayers have been answered. Take him up. Wrap him in your arms. Love on this little boy. He's alive. He's alive. If God doesn't answer your prayer today, that doesn't mean he's not going to. That just means it's going to be better than you ever thought it was going to be when he does. God didn't answer my prayer today. Let's look at one more. I promise it won't be much longer. Not a more powerful person we can read about in the Bible than the prophet Elijah. As a matter of fact, we read where he got down and well, he prayed that there wouldn't be any rain. And there wasn't any rain for three and a half years, right? And then we read where he got down and prayed a prayer. And it was so strong. It reached right up to heaven, and the fire of God fell right out of heaven. 
I was talking to somebody about this scripture not long ago. The fire of God fell out of heaven and burned. Now listen to this, what this one man's prayer could do. Now, let's remember the qualifications of what it takes to to pray a prayer through. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous, that puts a qualification on you, Miss Shunamite woman. Martha, that puts a qualification on you. Mary, that puts a qualification on you. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Lord, I'm not asking. Listen to what you're asking. You're asking the Lord to do a miracle. That's what you're asking for. You're asking the Lord to do something that you can't do on your own. That you're not capable of by yourself. You need divine intervention. Something that man can't do. So yes, you're asking for the impossible. But I serve a God of the impossible. God didn't answer my prayer today. Elisha prayed and the fire fell from heaven and consumed the sacrifice. That should have been convincing enough, shouldn't it? If that didn't convince you, the fire consumed the wet wood. They say you can't burn wet wood. Oh, yes, you can. God can. It consumed the dust. The dust. It consumed the water. Preacher, water can't burn. God's fire can. I'm sorry. That's what God can do. Now, I'd sorry, wrong number. Elijah prayed. And the fire fell. What a prayer. Consumed the sacrifice, the wood, the water, the dust. And then you know what Elijah said? We sure do need some rain in this place. So he went up on top of Mount Carmel. Now this was a man that had just prayed and fire from heaven fell. We're not asking for that, are we? We're just asking he deal with some little trouble also. We're not asking for for fire, are we? We should be. (laughs) 
<laughs> we should be. I'm not talking about the fire that you can burn your fingertips on. I'm talking about the fire that's shut up in your bones. We should be asking for that. But we're praying that somebody would be healed from cancer. We're praying that somebody be healed from heart disease. This was a man who just prayed, and Elijah, and fire fell from heaven. And he goes up on top of Mount Carmel to pray. And what's, what's a little bit of rain after you've prayed and the fire's fallen? What's that? Did you know that Elijah had to pray seven times to get an answer? Now this is one of the greatest men in the Bible we ever read about. And yet he had to pray seven times. He prayed and he sent Gehazi. Nothing. And God didn't answer his prayer. I don't, it, does it say, Marty? I don't think it says. We always assumed that he prayed seven times in one day. But I don't think the Bible's real clear about that. It may have been seven days. might have been the same day that the fire fell from heaven. I don't know. But God didn't answer his prayer that time. So he prayed again. And he sent Gehazi to look and nothing. He prayed again. Miss Greg, you might have prayed again. And sent Marquita to look and no change. The little soul you've been praying for doesn't have a tear. Doesn't seem concerned. Have you seen them like that? I have. As a matter of fact, I was standing over here in the corner against the wall at Round Mountain one night, and the Lord said, go speak to a sinner. And I looked, and that little old boy wasn't paying a lick of attention. He wasn't paying any a bit of attention to the service or what was going on. He didn't seem concerned whatsoever. I said, God, surely. And God said, yeah. He didn't seem a bit concerned. And I went to the boy, and I sat down beside him, and I put my arm around him, and I called his name. And I said, son, have you ever thought about being saved? He looked right straight in my face. Big tears started rolling down his cheeks, and he didn't answer me, Faye. He climbed over the top of me and ran to the altar, stepped all over my feet, and that was okay. He got saved. Elisha prayed, Elijah prayed, and no answer. He prayed six times, and no response whatsoever. So you're still going through the struggle? You woke up again today, and the struggle is still there? Every day you wake up, it's staring you right in the face? And you prayed, and there's no answer. And you prayed again, and there's no answer. And you prayed again, and God didn't answer your prayer today. Elijah prayed seven times. And Gehazi probably thought, i got to go again. Surely I don't have to climb up there and look one more time. But Elijah said, go, Gehazi, go one more time. And look, and here goes Gehazi for the seventh time. No response. 
Nothing to be seen. No change. The sun is shining. Not a cloud in the sky. Looks like it's never going to rain. The ground is dry and buried and cracked underneath his feet from three years of drought. Nothing that indicates whatsoever. Faith is the substance things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. Don't look like there's anything. And Gehazi looks for the seventh time. And there's a little bitty cloud. He just barely noticed it. A cloud about the size of a man's hand. And he comes back down to Elisha. And he says, Elisha, when they was just a little bitty cloud, just about the size of my hand, Elisha said, run! Get down out of here! Hurry! Go! It's going to come! An abundance of rain! Yeah, God sent rain. He didn't send a sprinkle. A sprinkle would have answered Elijah's prayer, wouldn't it? But God didn't send a sprinkle. God didn't send one of them 15-minute afternoon showers. He spent enough to water all of that land and country. Because when God answers, God answers. So if God didn't answer your prayer today, keep praying. Keep begging. Keep asking the Lord. Let me go one more place. You remember the unjust judge? I mentioned him not long ago. About the widow. And she just kept coming back. He had told her no. Told her no. And told her no. And she just kept coming on back. 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 He said, I'm going to give her what she wants. I'm going to grant her petition. Does she worry me? <laughs> now that was somebody didn't care, didn't regard man. Didn't care at all. And she got what she was petitioning for. We're serving the king of kings. We're serving our heavenly father. We're his children. Remember how I... I mentioned to you that if it was your child and they were hurting and they were crying and, and they were broken, you would do everything you could. You'd love them. You'd cradle them. You'd hold them in your arms. You'd do anything. That's how God is. That's how God is. That's how God is. So if he's not answered your prayer today, Keep asking, keep begging, keep pleading, keep crying. Don't get discouraged, don't get down. I know. So you didn't have to search for a seat tonight, right? Looks like we could hold maybe four times as many as are here easily tonight. We got a good number, and I'm proud you're here. And we celebrate sin in this day and age. The world does. Goes directly against the King James Version Bible. Every reason you could possibly have to think that God is still in control.
man has shadowed, has put a shadow over it. But we know in whom we believe. And we're persuaded that he's able to keep that that we've committed unto him against that day. This is what he had to say to us. Fear not, little flock, for it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, I've seen parents walk off. I've seen parents dump their children on a grandparent, on the state, you name it. Because they were children themselves. I've seen kids that don't know who their biological father is. I know who I belong to. I know who loves me. Don't you? He's proved it too many times. I'm his and he's mine. I'm just going to trust him. So if he doesn't grant my petition today, if he doesn't answer my prayer today, I know when he does. If it's not tomorrow, it's not tomorrow. If it's not the next day, it's not the next day. If it's not the next month, it may not be the next month. You know, there are prior requests that I have heard in the seven years, and it's right at seven, if I'm not mistaken, that I've been your pastor, that I have heard through all seven years. And God still has not decided. God still has not chosen to answer that petition to this point. But I know when he does, it's going to be better than what you ever thought it'd be. So God didn't answer your prayer today? Trust him. Live for him. And know that he's got better for you. Know that he's going to do better for you. All right. That's the message. Somebody have